Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. You guys will never believe who we have today as our guest. You are going to just freak out. Might not be someone you are very familiar with. Do you know how much back and forth we had to go with this person's back manager to get them on this forth. podcast? It was, it's been a long time coming and I'll tell you, it's, it's going to be worth it. I mean, it's hard. It was hard to fit her in this, um, this interview because she's so busy. She's so busy. Everyone wants to talk to her. Oh yeah. We could hardly get her on the books, but guys, for you, our listeners, our watchers, we have managed <laughs> to get can't wait her here. I y- y'all are dying with anticipation. I know it's should not we like tell her to. Should we tell her to come in, like make an entrance? Yeah, we let's tell her. Text her real quick. Okay. Okay. Boop 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 boop. <laughs> Drum roll, please. The anticipation's high. Today we have our guest, the artist, Haley Ryan. Thank you. Great. Is this your entrance? I'm here. Wow. I can't believe we got you here. It's me, everyone. I can't believe we got you on your own podcast. It was hard to... I've been, di- I've been dying to be on the have Dear you? Friend podcast. I know. Um, I, I listen to it. Every week. That's it's not one what of your manager said, though. Well, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but we're excited My to manager have you. is Amanda Me. Walker. <laughs> I'm the manager. And she said, you don't even have listen time. to this podcast. Oh. Oh. Well, okay. we're glad you're here. Thank you. Thank it's you been, for having me. It's been a long time coming. I, I'm so nervous to interview you because... I'm not. (laughs) I'm so nervous to answer, and I am. Are you? Because this episode is about life as an artist. Because Haley, for those of you who don't know, her job, her profession, how she makes her moolah is by being an artist. And I'm sure there's some people out there that think that's impossible. Who think (laughs) that's impossible may want to do it themselves um, or might just be curious about what like the day in the life of an artist and what that looks like is. Well, and it's also nice that you're interviewing me because you are so frequently on the job. <laughs> I am the artist assistant. If you want to know what a day of the day in the life of an artist assistant is, yeah. you can interview me. Next week. Next week. The no, but really next life. week we are having another special guest. Um, so be sure to don't tune know in. how we got her either. Yeah. I don't. I don't even know if it's secure yet, but I want to put it out in the universe maybe to seal should, it. Maybe you should text her manager right now. Too busy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Haley Ryan. Hi. I think some people would be curious to know that Ryan's not your last name. I just when you said my name like that, I felt like I was on a talk show, and I wanted you to get me red wine over ice, like Diane Keaton. <laughs> 
I will tell you that I watched a really cheesy Christmas movie the night before last. It's the one on Netflix called A Castle for Christmas with Brooke Shields. I can't wait. It's a, such a good bad movie, which means like the production value is high enough to where the badness of it makes really it watchable. Comes through. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. And there's this one scene where, because she, she's an author, and she goes on the Br- Drew Barrymore show. No, it's so bad. Drew Barrymore agreed to this. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm gonna go fast forward to that part. It's at the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> also, welcome to the Drew Barrymore show, mm. Haley Ryan. It's good to have she you here. She did get me some cold wassail. <laughs> That's kind of like. Uh, wine over ice. It is. It's the Haley Ryan special. So Cold hot apple cider. But your name is not. Your last name's not Ryan. No. Do what you is think, it? Is this fine to like say all your names on on live TV? You have it all over the internet. What's the difference? All right. My last name's Yale, like the university. And she went to Yale. And she didn't. She's did not, not Rory Gilmore. I know you wish you were. The way I did the drum roll or earlier really was. <laughs> um, but when I decided I wanted to be an artist at a very young age and I sold my first painting in ninth grade, I was like, one day, hopefully, and still hopefully, I'm going to get married and my last name's going to change. And then if I go by Haley Yale, then everything I've worked for will change, you know? So I always really loved my middle name, Haley Ryan, and so I just decided, well, that doesn't get said enough, so I'll just use that for my artwork, and then if I get married, my last name can change, and I'll still be Haley Ryan. That's a very future thing to think about in ninth grade. It is. Like, when my last name changes, I won't want to change everything over to... New and everyone will already know me as Haley. So you thought um, you were gonna make it big in ninth grade already? I don't know. I I I don't remember that feeling. I just remember maybe like that happened to someone in my life at that time. Like their name changed and then they in had ninth to change. grade. I don't know. <laughs> maybe like when your friends got married. I don't know. I don't remember it even being like a really significant thought. I just, I mean it was smart. Yeah. It's just interesting at ninth grade so now it is a little like it's smart that I did that but now me saying Yale is almost pointless because I feel like people like in the neighborhood or in the art world or whatever they know me as Haley Ryan now so everyone say like people that I people that know us pretty well if I refer to you as Haley Yale they're like what Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, that's not, Ryan's not her last name. And I'm <clears throat> thinking, how do you not know this? But it's yeah. because everything, all your social media and everything is Haley Ryan. Right. Um, which my dad loves. I mean, it's his last name, too. But he loves because he picked out my middle name. Okay. And he always called me that growing up. Um, and then when I was an art teacher, it was perfect, too, because I did go by Miss Yale. And all the students called me that, but then they could never really find me on social media or anything because I was Haley Ryan until obviously I told them, but. And they were elementary school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but you'd be surprised. How many of them have social media? Yes. Oh, God. Yes, a lot. 
And some people, some kids still found me. Then they would tell me in class they like watched our videos and stuff. And I was Ugh. like, "Dang, I gotta weird. be careful." Um, okay, so how did you get start? Let's do a little bit of background first before okay. we get into your daily <coughs> life as an artist. Okay, how did you get started as an artist? Like, how did you know that was your thing? Why did you pursue it so wholeheartedly? Um, I I always loved to draw. Even as a kid, like a very young kid, I don't know where that came from or anything. I just loved it. My parents are both pretty good at drawing. My dad, like, is an engineer, so he does more technical drawings. My grandfather used to draw portraits, but not for a living, just, like, of his kids and stuff. Um, and then my mom also drew, but no, no one, like, per- was an artist or anything, Um And then I, when my grandfather passed away, I had made this whole folder of drawings for him, and I gave it to him in the hospital, and when I left the room, my grandfather told my parents, I think that she should be an artist, and if she wants to do that, please support her and let her be one. And I think that that was just like the fuel that I needed and the encouragement I needed to kind of, even though he passed away when I was nine, I always felt like this support like around me in it. Towards art. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always loved to draw people and faces and eyes and I don't real I don't really know where that came from either. You always had little doodles of eyes all the time everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I would sketch all the time, and I, like I said, sold my first painting in ninth grade, but it was like a drawing of my friends, an older, like, family friend. They had their first baby, and she commissioned me to draw their baby. I'm sure it looked terrifying. I can't even remember, but she paid me for it. She was probably trying to encourage me, you know, as a young artist, and so after that, I was like, holy smokes, I can sell these things, and I love it, and it's people's faces, and I just loved that. So kept going, and always I was in, like, advanced art classes in high school, and then I went to college for art, got my major, got my, am I skipping through too much, going too no. fast? Got my degree in painting studio art, studio art with the... Um, concentration in painting and then I tried to sell work just right away but I was doing so many commissions and like I was just young and living with a bunch of people and not being able to pay my bills really and so I started teaching art and that was really nice, but it was so draining, bec- and I ne- never wasn't really able to pursue my art as much as I wanted to, but I was able to pay my bills, and then um, I slowly started weaning off. Mm-hmm. I taught full-time for five years, and then I... And you always did elementary school art. Yes. Okay. And I loved it, and it was wonderful. And it was a way of being, like, a real presence in kids' lives and, like, a motivator, a creative motivator. Um, And I was still pursuing my own art but just couldn't do it because, I mean, as you know, being a teacher is just you get off, like, at four or something, but you're just totally wiped. 
Yeah. So I couldn't do it. And so I decided to go um, part time. And I did that for five years. And then as soon as I took made that space by going part time, I just things started to kind of snowball with my artwork just because I had that extra time. And like, I really believe giving yourself space is a huge way to let things grow in your life that you care about. And it is totally possible to start a new thing when you have a full-time schedule because sometimes you don't have that luxury. luxury. But when you do decide to carve out some space, that it just leaves room for growth and opportunity. And so my work started to take off with murals and couple of shows and stuff and commissions and then after five years I was just so capped out busy with both that I wasn't doing either you're both teaching and art yeah I wasn't doing either to the best of my ability I felt and I was just really getting drained again how I felt before and so um in 2020 I made the decision to stop teaching and see what happened if I gave myself all the space which was kind of ballsy because 2020 was you know quarantine it was yeah I you had already made the decision before COVID hit and you decided to stick to that decision even though everything shut down and I remember Mm -hmm. you were kind of worried about that totally but then it was and I I had been feeling I know I'm talking to you like you're interviewing me, but you have obviously been here for all of this. But I, I had already, I already knew what I was supposed to do. It's just really scary to make that jump. Yeah, to leave and, the insurance. Yes. and the consistent paycheck, even though you had gone part time. Right. It's still like some I mean, security that's really hard to let go of. Because even going. Part-time was very scary. I had to make sure I had like my all my stuff covered somehow to make myself feel okay. But when you go full-time, you don't know what's going to happen. So it was very risky. But I had known for years that I wanted to do that. And then it just took me a long time to actually make the jump. And so when the COVID happened, I was like, of course. Of course, there's something else trying to stop me from doing this. And I just realized that there's it's always it's always going to be something. Yeah. Yeah. And one of our favorite podcasts is Why Not Now podcast with Amy Jo Martin. And when you hear people tell this story of them pursuing the thing that they really want to do, they all say the same thing. Like there's always something, something. to stop you. And that's why she named that, like, why not now? Really, why not? And there will always be some sort of why not voice in your head, you know. But good thing I have a very supportive friend. Yes. Because I'm telling you, when you're trying to take a leap to do something you care about that's scary, you start to have imposter syndrome and you just you you'll talk yourself out of it. And but you also you had a lot of people in our community that were supportive and you your work stands for itself like it's very good. And you I mean, you were getting great jobs before that you were having to turn down because you didn't have the time. So you mm-hmm. weren't just like, well, I hope this works. You had right. a lot of things to support that decision of going out on your own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think you have to like. One of my friends, Cindy, she was like, 
Think about the worst case scenario. What's the absolute worst that can happen if you do this and it doesn't work? I had just bought a house. It was like, you might, you might lose it. What would you do? And then, and Amy Jo Martin also kind of has this strategy. And once you think through the worst case scenario and you figure out your plan, then you realize, well, that's actually probably not going to happen. But now I have a plan for the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. So then I jumped and now I've just been painting and working um, as an artist. Yeah. So let's backtrack just a little bit. Okay. To kind of finding your voice and style in art because you, as an artist, you have to have something that is yours. Like you look at it and it's like, that's a Haley Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you believe as an artist, there's like, you see, like I can look at, I can go to a gallery and know certain artists just by seeing it. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's a friend of ours. You know, like I can tell mm-hmm. or because they have a very, like a mark, a signature. Yes. And I watched your style evolve through the years. This is interesting for me. Well, no, but but it always at the heart of it, like you truly loved human figure, mm-hmm. the human figure and drawing people and bodies and mm-hmm. and but now I think you have that stamp in your art. Mm. And you do too. I mean, you're you're looking at me like, "Really?" But you do. You know, like you have a very specific look and I think when people see your stuff in, even your murals, like they know it's a Haley Ryan. And how did you kind of navigate finding your style? That is um, a really hard question because I think it's kind of a combo of being intentional, but also letting what is going to happen happen organically too. You know, I don't really think I look, if I look back from this moment that I like, there were intentional steps. Like I knew that I wanted my work to look exactly like this. Like it's also surprised me along the way. And now I love where it's at now, but it will probably change and continue to morph. But it is interesting that whether I paint, you know, a group of people in a hot tub or a, or a person from the 1920s by a train like it still looks like I painted it and I think that's really interesting it's something I kind of explored in college that that spontaneity of how each person puts whether it's pen to paper or or floral or writing there's something that's inside of each of us that no one else can actually render exactly the same even if you're doing the same thing and so that's really encouraging yeah that no matter I don't have to make myself feel like I'm putting myself in a stylistic box I just have to make sure I'm pursuing what interests me and I care about and then trust that because it's coming out of me yeah it looks like me but as far as like my subject matter, yes, you're right. I've always loved a human figure. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure where that came from. And I've always loved very candid things. And I've always loved imp- like m- imperfect isn't maybe the right word. But like I like bodies and faces that 
are very unique and you know like I feel like I'm talking myself into a hole but I like like bodies that you can tell have been through something or that aren't perfect yeah that's what I'm trying to say not perfect but then I feel like I'm like dissing people that have like super fit bodies or something because that's obviously well no but you say like whenever you're drawing like when there's rolls yeah or there's like some density to the skin it's much and it's like supple like you can Mm -hmm. really portray that in a painting right because there's shadowing and there's highlighting because there's movement right right and it's not so stiff and muscular correct yeah, I, I am personally, an art for my artwork, more attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of evolved into catching people in these candid moments because I didn't like things that felt stiff or rigid or posed. And then that kind of, over time, um, got me accustomed to, like, trying to capture memories because it was kind of these freeze frames of like moments in time that people weren't maybe they didn't think someone was watching or and that got me on this nostalgic route where I would look at old photos and it would be a moment that maybe was on a picture that didn't seem or like the main event yes, important. yes yeah. but it was something captured that could continue to stay alive and make someone feel that because we all resonate with those everyday moments and we're all feel like everyday people um and so that's just kind of evolved and then my style has started to tell that story over the past few years of leaving negative space for the parts and how our memory works that we don't remember at all and then parts that are very flat and patterned for the parts of our memories that we remember color and pattern, but we don't attribute feeling and depth. And then I've always made the human figure and the face and the skin the most important, um, deliciously detailed part because I think that's the part that sticks in my memory the most Mm -hmm. and also the thing that makes us feel something is the way that people make us feel so so where do you do your work well now I do my work in the old sunroom of my home Um, I turned it into a little painting studio because it has the best light ever obviously because it was a sunroom I used to studio with my best friend Um, it was half half a floral (laughs) studio and half a painting studio and that was very fun but um, my friend got married, which is so awesome. Can be, yeah. <laughs> Can be. Mm-hmm. And we just moved everything into our homes, and that's also awesome. It does present a challenge sometimes because you're working from your house. But you seem like, from my per- point of view, because you always, we lived together for seven years. That's you right. always studioed out of our house. Yeah, out of my bedroom. Yeah, I've we would never always turn. We, you would always get the bigger bedroom, <clears throat> and we would turn part of it into your studio. Yes. So the whole time we lived together, you worked from home. And then there was like three years we had that studio, maybe two only. But yeah, we had that studio, and it was nice to like go to that studio and work. Well, and not to have all of your paint stuff in your home home but now your house studio 
it's a specific designated right. space. It's not like that in helps. your home messy everywhere. Like it's right. you have your organized studio and it's so cute with all of the windows everywhere and the great lighting. Do you like working from home? Yeah, I do. I think that there was something about, like you were saying, going to a designated place to work because it makes it feel more like I have a job I'm going to, you know? Yeah. But I do feel like I work more from home because I don't need to like get ready and drive. Yeah, and drive. And it, you just lose time like that. And also, my mind, I feel like there's something like constantly buzzing in the back of my mind that has to do with my artwork. And so, if something like is ready, like <laughs> the timer goes off in my brain, I'll just go to the sunroom. Yeah, and I'll do it. Um, sunroom Studios. Let's start calling it that. Oh my God, I love that. Let's make a sign. Sunroom Studios. I Why have we never that? thought of that? Because also, I love the sunshine so much. It's like a part of my personality. Sunroom My studio. favorite flower is... Sunflower. Yep. I was born on one of the sunniest days of the year in 1986. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> so, you... You would like to have a place to go to, but it it is nice to have the convenience and because of like your dog sugar. Yeah. And I love having her with me. I love being able to, you know, have coffee and food and all that, you know, just at my fingertips. The only time it gets annoying is when I'm painting something that's too big for my sunroom studio. Um, or if I'm working on a show and I have like 35 paintings because the sunroom is small. It's not a big sunroom studio. No. So sunroom studios seems like a huge warehouse. Yeah, it does. It's not. Mm -mm. It's small and quaint. So I think it also has to do probably with people's personalities if they would do well working at home or not. I almost wanted to start interviewing you, but we'll wait. We'll wait to see if her manager says she's available. Yeah. Um, so you work at home. What's your daily schedule like? Like, what's a day in the life? Okay, because I know your your life can be all over the map. It is so. But all like over a the day map. that you're gonna be at the artist Haley painting. What is? Let me tell you two versions. I'll just yeah, barely the, edit it. Like a mural version yes. and a at home studio. Yes, because that is how I make my money. I make my money by painting murals, which are on site somewhere. And then I make my money by doing commissioned paintings, which I obviously am painting at home. And or I'm working on a show and it's paintings that I care about and then hopefully will sell that are not commissioned. They're my fine art, my work. Um, so typically I, so I set an alarm for like seven. Okay. And I usually get up and immediately right at as soon seven as your eyes yes, open you I'm get up and you make coffee and you fry eggs I was like you could tell this whole thing but no I don't get up right at seven I get up probably at closer to eight <laughs> okay she's being honest it's a lot of snoozing um probably because sugar's so snuggly my puppy anyways I get up and then exactly what you just said. The first thing I do is I make coffee in my French press and I fry two eggs with turkey sausage and green salsa. And if you want to be an artist, you have to do this yeah. too. 
You're not an artist unless you wake up, make French press coffee, and make fry two eggs with turkey bacon, turkey sausage, and yeah, don't green do salsa. bacon or you won't be an artist. No. Okay. Okay. So after after breakfast, I put my paint clothes on, and this I will tell you, I wear the same clothes every day. Yeah, because we need to get you some cute paint clothes. I know. Especially for when I go on murals. But when I'm at home, I wear the same paint pants and same paint. Well, I have a couple different shirts and sweatshirts. But I just put that on. I look trashy. But it's like, boom, you're going to work. You have your paint clothes on. You're going to work. And I'll probably go, you know, check some emails and stuff. But in the sunroom studio. And then I'll start painting. And I'll take a lunch break and keep going. Um, and, and do you manage like, okay, I have these commissions, so I'm going to work on them half the day and then my work the other half? No. Or no. Mm-mm. What usually happens, and this is the challenge, is I, you say yes to all of this work, like all of these commissions and murals and stuff, because they make you like they're guaranteed money. money. Yeah. And then you tell yourself that you're going to um, make a big chunk of time where you work on the just the stuff you care about that will hopefully turn into a show but you've I've bogged myself so down with commissions and have tos that I end up doing that I am good problem I'm not very good at which I'm trying to be better at doing like a half and half like you're talking about yeah like first morning yeah yeah, I'm gonna and and then it Every day I'm going to work on something I care about. I do have two going like that, though, right now. You care about your commissions. Yes, I do. You, you Just the way you were saying that sounded like, then I'll do something I care about. <laughs> I know. But, but you mean like your work is yeah, something very different than like someone telling you exactly what they want. It's the, yeah, it's just that I'm doing it because I want to and it's I chose it myself and right. no one's guaranteed to buy it. But I don't, I mean, I care, but that's what I mean. It's not a commission. Um, now in reality, I don't sit there and paint for eight hours because there are so many other things to do to keep my work rolling. Like, you know, running out to do a site visit for a upcoming mural mural. or going to meet a new client or something or going to the printmaker to get my work photographed or picking up a frame or you know like or answering tons of emails and direct messages making invoices yeah like the admin stuff also a huge part of my work is making the mock-up design for the murals and for my commissions yeah so I spend a lot of time on my iPad drawing out and cutting out photos and sending these off for approval and stuff and then I mean that is a huge chunk of my work yeah and then the actual execution is pretty small it's it's interesting it's just like anything you you picture what being an artist is like or any type of job but there's so much more to it than the fun part. Yeah. Well, and what I was going to say that you really know is people think murals are the most so glamorous cool. thing you could be, a mural artist. And then I go to a site and it is trash. It's most of them are unfinished job sites. Construction. construction zone you have to wear hard hats like it's a mess dust 
everywhere. Or it's outside and you're dealing with the elements. You're having to strategize like where to put the projector, where to put the ladders, where to put like all the paint. Hot, sweaty. Are we doing a boom lift, scissor lift? Are we, you know, it's like a lot of that. A lot. And then once you get, but it is fun to paint them, but it is not glamorous. No, it's messy. It's dirty. It's tiring. It's never where you think it's going to be. It's like when the Miles, we had the Miles sisters on for an episode. They also do murals together and they were doing one. We, when we interviewed them, they were in the Bahamas doing a huge mural and we were like, is it, is it so wonderful? And they're like, yeah, but like you're at, you're in the Bahamas working. Like it's also just hard work yep. and hard physical labor. Yeah. Um, and I'm so thankful that my murals are allowing me to travel more because I really care about that. And I love when you are able to come, but yeah, you're you spend ninety percent of your time working, and then hopefully you have some nice evenings and stuff like that to explore. But sometimes you're working Whew. late at night to get especially when the you're there. My PM pushing me. Yeah. Okay, so that's typical schedule is murals and art. Yep, that's it. I just go back and forth and try to take care of it all and carve out time for me to keep learning and working on stuff that it will give me shows and exposure for oh my god and social media I was about to say how do you that was one of my questions is like how do you make sure that you keep growing your business this I would say is definitely something I need to be better at um it's also if somebody was an artist you may want to consider getting some sort of manager or agent because Artists are typically really bad at promoting themselves and fighting for themselves and fighting for the money and the exposure that you need. But you also need to really make sure you find someone that is trustworthy. Has your best interest. Yes, your best interest at heart. Of course, they need to make money because it's their job and expertise. But just nobody, also nobody represents you like you. Mm -hmm. So, um. That that's I making sure that they earn their percent. Correct. Like you might have a great contract with someone, but if they're not bringing the work to you, they're not earning their percent. Right. And so this is something I'm still dealing with. I don't have management right now because I've had some bad experiences. But you just because you are representing yourself and have your own business doesn't mean you're good at all the parts of it. I'm really bad at a lot of it. I don't like admin work. I don't like talking about money I don't like invoices social media marketing none of that like and I don't want to think about it but someone has to do it and so that that's something that I would take advice on if anyone had it and I have a good group like a community of artists here in town that you know I bounce stuff off of but you have to really find people that are trustworthy and that it's not a competition and I think Dallas is a really good place for that. I've felt really supported, and we all kind of pass each other's names around and look out for each other. Yeah. So do you like being an artist? I love being an artist. I feel really lucky every day that I get to do something that I care about and that's fun and that I feel is now as a, you know, I'm 35 And I feel like especially this past two years, we've really gone like introspective 
and trying to really understand our why and our purposes in life. And it's not just about like slapping paint on a canvas anymore either. Like I'm also finding like the deeper meaning and purpose behind it too, which makes me feel like there's longevity in it and something more nourishing than just making something pretty or beautiful. So if you could give one piece of advice to someone who wants to pursue being an artist full-time like you. Um, well, sorry, but three things popped in my head because I'm also indecisive. Nice. One, I would say trust yourself and make space for something that is calling your name. Like if you're hearing a little voice inside of you that's like, come on, come on. Give it some space, even if it's a little bit of space, like at the end of the day or in the morning or whatever. Maybe you can't go part time right now. Like give yourself some space to play and explore. I think that's kind of tied into the second thing I was going to say is play. So if you're exploring something new that you care about, you may not know your, you know, how good you are at it or what avenue you want to go down, but if you just play and follow that curiosity, it may lead you somewhere. And lastly, I think learning this year with Simon Sinek, Sinek that um, trying to find your why, like make sure that what you're doing somehow is connected to the your purpose in your life that you care about. You know, I think we can have hobbies and stuff that are for fun and for fun and don't have to matter so so much but if you're thinking about making a career move like make sure that it's something tied to your why so you know it has longevity and if there's no connection there then maybe it should just be a hobby pretty good advice you're off the hook well thank you so much for joining us Haley Ryan I can't believe you made time to get on this podcast Me with us. Me either. Thank you to my management over at um, AD Dubs Management. And I hope that I can come back on this podcast really soon. Yeah, we'd love to have you I again. I really love what you guys are doing here on the yeah. podcast about, you know, meaningful conversations to just inspire and align people and, yeah. you know, caring for your dear friends. I just, I love it. Yeah, we really, we really, um, we're honored to have you. <laughs> Can't wait for next week. Next week, we'll have another guest, so you get ready for that, too. Thank Coming you guys up. for listening this week. Thank you for being a part of the conversation, and have a great week, and love your dear friends. And this podcast that you are listening to is produced by your dear friends, Haley and Amanda. Also, the music that you hear in the intro and the outro is from our band, Sister. And if you like the music or want to hear more, you can find all the information at sistertheband.com where you can listen to the music on all platforms. Yeah, and you can listen to this podcast because you are right now, but don't forget you can also watch, watch us on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. Dear, Dear Friend, comma, comma podcast. podcast. And follow us on show. Show 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 media at dearfriend.podcast. Dear Hey, we'll see you out there in the world. <laughs>